we're going to do something a little different this morning. We're going to have a short, just kind of panel. We've only got about 10, 15 minutes left. Jacob and Jordan work with me with music pretty frequently, and they're going to come up, and we're just going to have a discussion about how this plays out in the church. You can get a chair, a stool, whatever you, whatever you want to do. It's all about your feelings and comfort, so whatever makes you feel good, Jacob. Sure. Are you going to Google the answers? The musical, the, the, the content of our songs is what's paramount here. That's why we sing the songs that we sing. Uh, there are songs in our Baptist hymnal that we probably shouldn't sing. They're not theologically sound. And there are songs that you hear on Joy FM that we probably shouldn't sing in the church because they're not theologically very sound. Okay, I'm not going to pick on anyone in particular, but there's, there's an evaluation process that we go through when thinking about what songs we're going to sing. And so I want to ask these guys some questions. And so they know what questions I'm going to ask, but I have no idea what they're going to say. What are some of the criteria that we use? What are the things that go into thinking through why we sing the songs that we do on Sunday mornings? So I'll answer this in kind of two different parts. Um, when we're picking out new songs to introduce into the congregation, um, we look at two main things. The first one is how easy is it to sing along for the congregation to follow? And more importantly is uh, going through the lyrics and seeing how based in Scripture they are. Um, and ultimately, you want the lyrics to glorify Christ and His work on the cross, which is the main thing. And um, with picking songs from week to week, uh, usually see what the sermon's going to be about and then uh, go through the songs and pick songs that kind of shine light on the major points of the sermon and then you uh, I uh, go through put the faster songs at the beginning to wake everyone up at the beginning <laughs> and then they slowly kind of the flow gets slower and lower and then at the end it's a slower song to kind of let people reflect on the message so that's That's good. Um, a lot of things go into considering what songs we sing from week to week and why. And there are times when I'll send Jordan an email of my notes. He always gets my notes because he plans the music. And I'll say, hey, could we sing this song? Or he'll think of songs. Um, in fact, just last, last week we, we talked about the Lord's Supper. And the very last song we sang just fit right into uh, thinking about the Lord in that way. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, one thing that I learned as leading music that really gave me a lot of freedom was that the Spirit doesn't just work in the songs that we sing on Sunday morning when we sing them. Right? The Spirit is moving the, whoever picks the songs during the week in their own personal study time as they're thinking about what songs to sing. Like that's the Spirit moving in the church. It's not just on Sunday morning. There's a lot more that goes into it uh, than that. So, Next question. Maybe you can start this one, Jacob. Th this is something that if you've ever been involved with a worship team or, or, or with a choir or anything, is, you've probably thought through, but for everybody else too, how, how do we pursue musical excellence within like a group setting or even individual setting while still maintaining humility 
how do we do it with humility, but also how do you pursue excellence without it becoming a possible distraction? So, has, okay, who works here at a job where the success of your job is 100% contingent upon what you do? Hmm. Like, from beginning to end, raise, you can raise your hand. Like, your job would not get done if it wasn't for what you are doing, right? Okay, and keep your hands up. How many of you who, who do that from time to time look at your work and say, man, I did good. This is awesome. <laughs> this is great, okay? So, say, Josh Anderson right there, he's, he's doing this, but it should be like this. But uh, it, it's no different with, you know, with um, leading music and stuff. Obviously, like we got up here and we plugged in our instruments and got the microphones ready and we did this. Like, nothing would happen, right? Duh. So, I think you have to get to the point where uh, you acknowledge that the hands that we're using, we have nothing to, to do with designing our hands. You know, like God designed our hands. We have nothing to do with our vocal cords and how they were designed and fabricated. Um, it's Him. It's God. He's done, he's done everything. And, and, you know, you could take that to different extremes where like some churches don't have music at all like never they don't some have just the piano and the organ some have a setting like this but like amplified and like huge speakers and lights and just a big production um but it comes it comes down you know a couple of the passages you uh, already referenced which i was going to reference about you know whatever you do whether you eat drink all those things mm-hmm. all do all to the glory of god but um um One thing I'll just kind of interject here is um, in thinking about, you talked about evaluating what you do and how the way that we evaluate a worship service is different than how you're evaluated at your job though. But how, how do we evaluate that? Well, it can't be just like, well, did everybody hit the chord change at the right time? Did our singers sing on key? You know, were the transitions between songs perfectly lined up you know those that's not the criteria it's have we been faithful to allow the 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 theology of the songs to shine through did the music serve the content of the songs you want to add anything yeah uh, bob Coughlin goes over this in a more practical sense too um, you want to get to a point where you can play well and have to focus on the instrument so much where you can Put your focus on the Lord, but you don't want to be sloppy to where you're missing chords and causing distractions where uh, the congregation can follow along and stuff like that. Right. If we've got a Sunday school teacher, that is an awesome teacher. Like We're pleased to encourage them in that way, right? Well, God's blessed our church with people that can play instruments really well. I don't think it's wrong to say, Thank, I thank God for you using your gift to serve our church. Okay, I'm going to condense what we've got here. One important thing that I wanted to point out that you kind of already alluded to, Jacob, was that when, when a lot of people, especially churchgoers, when we use the term worship, most of us mean the music. So, well, when we go to church, we'll sing, we'll, we'll worship, and then we'll take the offering, and then somebody will preach, and then we'll worship again. What do we need to see that as? You kind of already mentioned this, so I'll let you start. And, uh, and what are we referring to? When we talk about worship, what are we referring to? I mean, giving glory to God and everything that we're doing. And I think music 
falls under that that hedge, you know, perfectly. And, um, the obviously the words and the, and the, the singing is, um, I believe, more valuable than the instrumentation. And if you if you look through scripture, musical instruments isn't a huge topic all throughout. Uh, but you know, you have like the lyre, L Y R E, not like a L I A R. So you have that instrument, which is like a harp. You do have the harp, which is called the, it was like the ten string harp. You have cymbals. Paul talks about like noisy gongs, stuff like that, loud crashes. Um, so even the, the musical aspect. Can you repeat your question? When we when we use the term worship, what are we referring to? All those things should be directed towards uh, glorifying God. And you said in your sermon already, like edification of one another and giving glory to Him in everything that we're doing. Um, but it's not just the singing, Correct. right? You mentioned the verse earlier. We're talking about no matter what you do, do it all for the glory of God. So with that in mind, when you go to, to work tomorrow morning and you are a godly example to your coworkers, you're worshiping God because you're, you're honoring him in how you work. You're working well, and that's a, an act of worship to God. So I'd, I'd love for us... To, to not in our minds think that worship is only just music because so we're able to, use, God has given us the opportunity to use any number of things in order to use, to glorify him. Okay, last question. How would you respond to somebody who says, well, I'm not a very good singer. I don't really like to sing, that sort of thing. How would you encourage them to still during the music time of our worship gatherings, what would you encourage them to do? To sing. <laughs> but I don't so like to sing. Clarify your question because you know that earlier question you asked about pursuing like excellence and what you're doing, whatever right. craft and stuff. I think that's a good thing, and, and I think we would all agree that if um, if we came up and all of our instruments were out of tune with one another and played there would be some major problems, mm -hmm. you know, and, and as a, a body of, of believers, we would be distracted. Yep. I mean, very least I would be. Um, so you have to separate kind of, I mean, is your question geared more towards corporate? S someone, and I don't, no one said this to me, so I'm not pointing you out if this is your mindset, but what if somebody said, well, I'm not a really, I'm not a good singer. I don't really like singing. Yeah. Well, we do that for, 15 minutes to 20 minutes every Sunday, what would you encourage them to do when the church sings? I mean, I don't think there's any skill level required to, to worship the Lord. You know, whatever you're doing in your heart, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Okay. That's the criteria. You want to add anything to this? Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling that uh, you singing isn't about yourself. Uh, it's about giving praise to the Lord. And uh, if you think you're that bad, you can ask the people next to you, be like, is my terrible thing distracted? Maybe I sing a little quieter, sit further away. <laughs> but, but let me just say to that, even if Jordan's standing next to me and it doesn't sound good, what do I know about him? And then that encourages me, even though it's off key, I don't really care. None of you care. I know that. But we see our brother's heart and that encourages us. So even if that's how you feel, be encouraged 
continue to give it to the Lord. It's hard because uh, in, in, the, in this context, when somebody is gifted musically, sometimes it's, it's a tendency of ours to think that they're showing off or that they're trying to make it a concert or a performance. When in reality, most of the time, that person is playing unto the Lord. They're using their giftedness to bless the church, to serve you, and to glorify God. Now, there is a, there's a line there, and I think most of us know when that's been crossed. We've seen it happen before at different places, different times. Um, but our, all of our playing that you see here on a Sunday morning is designed to give glory to God and to build up the church. And so that's, that's the reason why we do it. Guys, thank you for coming up and joining me.